Hello, welcome to the podcast of Grace Fellowship Church Shrewsbury. We meet every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. in Southern York County, Pennsylvania. You can join our morning live stream on Facebook or YouTube. Just search for GFC Shrewsbury. You can find more information about us at gfcshrewsbury.org. We are so excited to bring you this message today, and it is our hope that you will come to know and believe Jesus Christ more fully through it. So we are uh, going into a new year, and we're going to be looking at passage in Ephesians chapter 4. And as I look ahead at the new year, I just thought, how, how could we start off the new year in a hopeful way? And I mean, you could start off in a hopeful way like that, toward a better you in 2022. Doesn't that sound nice? Sounds a little corny too, right? That's okay. But this is what all of us think about as we approach a new year. Toward a better you, what, it was, what does a better me look like this year, right? And, and for some of us, that might be a, a lighter weight me or a more buff me. Or, or that might be a me who, who knows a little bit more about some area in my life or, or, or a me who picks up a new skill or, or learns more about a, a, a skill that you didn't practice as much as you wanted to. Or maybe it's just how we, how we spend our time and our money, that we, that we would be more uh, disciplined, that, that we would be more um, intentional about how we spend our time and, and money. What does a better you look like? This is what we ask, right? And, and here's the Here's the good news, right? In the gospel of Jesus Christ, do you know that change is possible? Yeah, like this year is not destined to be exactly what last year was because in the gospel, uh, uh, according to the gospel, real change, lasting change, true change in our lives and our hearts is possible by the person and the work of Jesus Christ in your life. Do you believe that? It's true. It's true. It's, real change is possible. But so, so a better you in 2022, that's possible. And that's incomplete. I, I want to tell you this morning, God has more for you, more for 2022 than a better you, than a better me. Do you know that? We're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 4. I want to jump to the, I want to start with the end of the passage because I want, I want you to see the intention that God has for his people that Paul talks about here. He says, here's the intention, that we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Can you imagine that? The whole measure of the fullness of Christ? That your life might look fully like Jesus Christ? That's, that's, the, that's God's intention for your life. And it's not something that you do alone. It's something that we do together, that we together reach unity and faith and knowledge and the fullness of of Christ. And do you know what it looks like when we do that? It, well, then we're no longer tossed. We're no longer going to be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Anybody been tossed around this year? You see any waves or any winds around that have been buffeting you and, and, and challenging your, your faith, causing you to doubt? Causing you to question where you put your confidence in and, and, and is God really who he says he is? Can he really stand up in this? You're feeling buffeted. We don't have to live like that. As God grows us up into the fullness of Christ, praise God, we don't have to live buffeted by winds and waves anymore. Instead, speaking the truth and love, the truth of who he is, the truth of the gospel to each other in love and to others, that we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head 
That is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Do you hear that it's not just about a better you? It's not just about a better me, but it's about a better us because we're the body of Christ. So, so in 2022, it's not, it's not about a better you, it's about a better us. Because this call that he has for us is a, is a community call. Let me show you what I mean. Let's go back to Ephesians Four, we're going to back up a few verses now to the beginning of the passage. Verse 1 says this. Paul says, as a prisoner of the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Well, well that sounds really good. Like a better me in 2022, wouldn't it be living a life that's worthy of the calling? And, and, and another translation says, walk worthy of the calling. And, and Paul spent three chapters now laying out what this calling means. This calling is to be sons and daughters of the living God. This calling is, is for us who were far off, now we're brought near. And, and, and this calling is that we're God's workmanship, that we're his temple, a dwelling, listen, a dwelling place for the very person of God by his spirit. That's the call. That's a high call. And, and it's a call that we don't fulfill on our own. It, it, it's a call that we fulfill together. Because watch, how do, how do we live that call? How do we walk that together? This is what he says. Be completely humble and gentle. This is how we live that high call. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. What do, what do all those things have in common? Aside from being a a lot less sensational than we expected when we heard the high call. I thought it was going to be, be humble, really? That's it? Be gentle? What, what do all those things have in common? They're relational words. Why? Because we're one body. That's what he says. This is one body. See, see our call in Christ is a, is a call to community. And that's, some, that's tough for us to get because we, we don't get community today. We think we do. We just don't get community. If you want proof of this, just look at our communities. Look at, look at I mean, our actual physical communities, where our houses are and the way they're built. We call it a community, right? You know what a community used to be? It used to be a place where the houses were really close to the road and everybody had front porches, and they hung out on the front porch, and so you talked to everybody as you walked by. Now, we still call them communities, but you know how they're planned right now? The house is really far from the road, and all the rooms where you do life are in the back of the house, and the, the place where you hang out is the deck in the back, and then you all, you all got, we, we've all got high privacy fences. And, and I read that there was this housing architect who said the way, the way we plan communities now uh, send nothing to each other but the message of stay away from me. That's, that's the message they send. And I mean, look, look at other places. Look at Starbucks, right? Starbucks has built a brand on being a place of gathering, right? That's why they have, uh, they look like, it looks like a living room. There's couches and comfortable chairs and maybe board games in some of those coffee shops, right? And it's a place where people are supposed to gather together, but you walk in and what do you see? You're going to see me and 12 other people there on our, on our headphones and with our device or a book in front of us, and we're, we're, we're just there being alone together. And, and that's what we think of community as. And we got social media. We call it social. It's not really social because it's, it's not a place to get to know each other better. It's a place to just present what we want other people to see, not the real us, Right? So we, so we don't get community. We think we do, but we don't. Because real community is messy. Real community is hard. Real community infringes on our personal space, and we like our personal space, right? 
Do, do you know something about Jesus? He doesn't force himself on you, but, but listen, he doesn't give a rip about our personal space. He doesn't. Because the call he has in our lives is a call not, not to just be individuals following him, but to, to be a community, to be a body. And, and when we talk about being a body, a lot, a lot of times what we'll hear is we're a body because we're all working together and we have different functions and we're unique. And yes, that's true. We're going to get there in a minute. But, but we need, what we need to realize first is we're a body because we have far more in common than we think we do. Far more in common than we think we do. Our, our world is all about, our, our differences make us stronger. Yes, yes, but listen, do you know how much you have in common? Do you know that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, I am too. And that means that the very same spirit in you is in me. One spirit. The very same one. And one hope. Any hope you have, any confidence for today and for tomorrow, for this life and for the next, we have the same hope. We're in the same place and we're going the same place. We have the same hope. We have the same Lord, the same faith, the same baptism. One God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. We have far more in common than we think. So, so how do we walk as one body? I mean, I mean first, why, why, why are we called a body? You know, when Jesus Christ came down in the flesh, he, he had a body. And, and it was so that he could speak and reach out and touch and, and he could make visible the heart and love of God. That's what he demonstrated. His heart and his love. God's love and God's heart toward people. And then he died for us. That's where God's heart carried him. He, he died for us to rescue us from our sin and rebellion. And then he, he, he rose again victoriously and then he ascended to heaven. And when he ascended to heaven, then he, he called the church to be his body. And now we're his body to make the love of God tangible to those around us, to make the gospel tangible to those around us so that they can see it, so they can hear it, the heart of God through us. And we're not the bodies of Christ, we're the body of Christ, we're one. How do we, how do we function as one body? You know, you know what we do? We function under one head. That's what it said. First of all, we've got one God and Father who is over all and through all and in all. And, and, and the verse I read earlier talked about we're a body with Christ as the head. Have you ever seen a body? Can you imagine a body where they, they didn't follow the head? It didn't follow the brain. The body didn't, the rest of the body just went all different directions and didn't do what our, the head wanted it to do. Some of you all are like, you know what this feels like. I'm starting to know what this feels like. Uh, my, my kids, we, we have woods across the street and, and my kids will play over there and they'll build stuff and clear stuff out and they want me to come see it, right? So, so there was a couple months ago they wanted me to come see what they were doing in the woods over there. Come on, Dad. And to get there, here, here was the catch. To get there, though, we had to leap across a creek. I'm not talking a wide creek. I'm talking a little narrow creek, right? And then there was some, some place where it had overflowed sometimes, so it was a little sunken in there. And you had to run and you had to leap across this. And so my kids, 8, 10, 12, they ran and they left across. Come on, Dad. They ran and they left across and they went. And then I ran and I left across and I went. At least that's what my head told my body to do. That's not what my body did. <laughs> I went and I ran and I put my foot out. And my, my, my foot landed about two feet shorter than where my head told it to land. And my foot just stopped. It sunk about an inch in the mud and stopped. And the rest of my body kept going until I was out of my shoe and I tumbled head over heels and landed splat in a pile. See, it doesn't work when the body doesn't do what the head wants it to do, right? I, I mean, on a more serious note, my, da my dad, <laughs> I love my dad. He's in a wheelchair. 
And he's not in a wheelchair because of an accident. He's not in a wheelchair because of an injury. He's in a wheelchair because of a disease. It's an autoimmune disease, which is a fancy way of saying they, don't, they have no idea what causes it. And, and the disease is this. His body won't do what his head tells it to do. His, his brain tells his legs to move, and they just won't move. See, see, a body doesn't work if we're not following the head. And this is the same as true in the body of Christ. This is the same as that's true in the church. People, people come to Grace Fellowship and they say, who leads Grace Fellowship? Who's in charge? Grace Fellowship. Jesus is. I, I mean, I know. I, I know what they're asking. They're, <laughs> they're asking, are we elder-led? Are we congregational-led? Let me, let me tell you, if you're new to Grace Fellowship, we're an elder-led church. We have a team of elders that, that, that govern the church. But listen, when you ask who's in charge of the church, it's Jesus. And that's, I'm, I'm not being flippant. That's not like churchies. It's just like, if Jesus is not in charge of the church, we're all in tr- you're all in trouble. Because us elder, elders and leaders, we're not enough. It's got to be Jesus in charge of his church. You say, well, that sounds really good. How do we do that? Well, we do what he says here. We be humble and gentle and patient and bear with one another in love. You say, yeah, no, I get it. But how does it, how does it work functioning following Jesus as the head? So I love putting other words to stuff and hear other, hearing others put other words to things. And so as we've been walking in el- as elders together in team over, over years, we, we function as elders. We have a team of six elders uh, that lead. And then we also submit to overseers. There's two men, who Ben Abel and Keith Yoder, who don't go to grace here in Shrewsbury, but they're from the larger body of Christ. And they bring wisdom and guidance and perspective from outside our limited perspective into us. And one of the things Keith brought to us as, as we seek to follow Christ as the head of the church was called presence-based leadership. And if you've been around Grace a while, you've heard of this before, presence-based leadership. And this is what presence-based leadership is defined as. Listen to this, because this is how we submit to Jesus Christ as our head. Presence-based leadership is this, guiding others, right? That's leadership. You're all leaders. Whether you know it or not, you guide others. You influence others. Guiding others by what? By, by asserting my will? By telling them this is the way that's going to be? No, guiding others by practicing sensitivity and submission to the presence and direction of Jesus. Practicing. It doesn't happen all at once. It doesn't happen just one time. You practice sensitivity and submission to the presence and direction of Jesus. Listen, moment by moment, abiding. Abiding in the strength, peace, wisdom, life, and love of his person. Think about this, because how, how many times do you go into a situation, you, you, you go based on your own strength, on your own love, on your own life. Do you know, do you know it doesn't have to pe- depend on our strength or life or love? It, it depends on his. Moment by moment, abiding in his strength and peace and wisdom and life and love. Surrendering, listen, surrendering all discernment, conversations, attitudes, plans, actions, reputation, and authority. Whew. It's a lot. To Christ's authority and purpose. This is, this is the way we try to walk out leadership here as an elder team. Why? Because, because relations, I said, community is messy, right? Why is it messy? It, it's messy because we all come with our own plans and our own ideas and our own attitudes and our own agendas. And then they, then they clash, right? And you, you see this all over. You see this in your workplace. You see this in your family. And they clash. How, how are we going to get it together? How are we going to... We've got all these competing ideas. How, how are we going to bring it together? We're going to, well, if you're in a corporation, you, 
you do whatever the CEO says. Whoever the big guy is, you, you follow him. In a family, it's what dad and mom say, right? They're in charge. They, they rule the roost. And in the church, it's the same thing. We follow the head. It's, it's Jesus Christ. And we practice this so that we can listen together. That's what we're committed to, listening together to Jesus Christ. And, and you know what that looks like as an elder team sometimes is, is it looks like we see people wonder. We, we have six elders on our team, right? Six elders. And some people ask, Why don't, don't you need an odd number? Because when you make a decision, you've got to vote on it, right? And it's got to be a majority rules. That's not the way it works. It, it's got to be 100% when we make a decision. We've got to be walking in 100% peace. If one person's not at peace, we don't, we don't move. If it's five to one, we don't move because we're submitting our plans, our actions, our attitudes and saying, if the Lord's really leading in this, we're all going to be at peace. And, and it's not that there's not going to be bumps in the road, but we're going to figure out the bumps, but we, we don't move till we're in unity. And, and so I, I still remember like eight, nine years ago, <laughs> When I, I first heard this definition, and Keith Yoder, our one overseer, was talking about this, and, and then he, he said to us, he said, of course, this isn't really about how you run a meeting. This is about how you live your life. I said, oh. It was like a light bulb went off for me. I was like, oh, this isn't about how to run a meeting. This is about, you mean I can walk through life, all of life like this? But practicing sensitivity and submission, abiding moment to moment, surrendering all of it to him? You mean I can walk through life? Do you know that's God's intention for our life? Jesus is here right now. The Spirit is within you right now if you're a follower of Him. This is available to us and this is God's intention for us. Not that we would force our will and control our own lives, but that we would surrender to His control. And, and so here's the question. Are we walking in this? That's how we walk as the body of Christ. Are we walking in this together? moment to moment are, are you walking this out in, in, in your friendships and your teams and your families parents like moms and dads do you, do you know you don't just do what dad says because dad's dad are, are you listening to the husbands and wives are you listening to the Lord together not, not just doing whatever one of you says because well, well okay this will, this will be peaceful no like let the Lord lead are we, are we allowing him to lead in prayer and are we practicing listening to him together that's elders get together that's what, every time we get together we practice listening to the Lord through his word and through prayer before we ever get to anything on the business agenda are, are we living our lives like that do we roll out of bed submitting everything to him or do I just pick up my agenda and go with it or do I roll out of bed and say you know what Lord I'm going to surrender my plans my attitude for today my discernment my figuring it out my reputation all to yours you've got this are we living presence based and that's, that's what it looks like to live with Jesus Christ as the head. And then, and then he goes on, and here's another thing. How do, how do we walk as a body, not just walking with Jesus Christ as the head, but, but in a place where we all function together, where, where everyone does their part, where everyone has a part to play. Look at this. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So each one means all of us, every single one of us. Each one, God's given, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, Paul's saying, each one of us in the church, God has given grace to you. This is why it says when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Paul, what are you saying? 
What does that mean? Let me, real quick, we don't have a whole lot of time, but, but essentially what Paul is alluding to here is, is Jesus descended right to earth. He, the word became flesh. He came down to these lower earthly regions and then he's the very same one who died and rose again and then he ascended. And the picture here is when he ascended on high, it's like a victorious king. When, it, when a king would conquer a city, he would travel back to his own city victorious and would bring all the captives with him, right? All the prisoners of war with him. And, and Jesus was victorious and he returned and brought all the prisoners with him. That's, that's you and me. As we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, we're prisoners of the Lord, just like Paul called himself. We're the captives and, of a good king. And so he gave grace to each one of us. And so Christ himself, it says, gave apostles and prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up. So that what, how did Christ, Jesus give his grace to each one of us? He, he gave these things. This isn't a full list of spiritual gifts, but this is, this is a list of five major spiritual gifts. Some people call it the five-fold ministry. These five gifts function together in the body of Christ. And Paul lists them here because they're super important for a couple of reasons. One is not like we read this list of gifts and we think it just leaders have them, right? That's not, that's not true. Grace is given to each one of us to, to walk in gifts like this. And, and also that they're, they're given for a purpose to build up the body of Christ. So I just want to quickly look at these gifts. Each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it, so they gave himself apostles, What's, what's that? Apostle is used a couple different ways in Scripture. In one way, it's just those disciples that actually experienced the, the physical presence of Jesus Christ, like Peter. Peter was an apostle, right? And that's, that's over with. So when Paul says apostle here, he's not, he's not referring to that. We don't use that as, when we say apostleship, that's not the spiritual gifting we're talking about. It's a gifting of vision. It's a gifting of uh, pointing the way that God is going and charging ahead, forging new ground, ahead of the people of God. That's, that's apostleship. As you look across the body of Christ, you see those who, who are gifted in a special way to go ahead and cast vision. Pastor Jeff is one of those. He, he has an apostolic gifting that we've seen. And, and he's not the only one. Some of you in here, God has, has given a gifting to, to point the direction God is going and to, to, to lead ahead in that way for your family and for, for the groups that you have responsibilities over. And, and then there's apostles, there's also prophets. And, and that's a word that gets used a couple different ways too. We think of prophet and we think of the, the guys who wrote the Bible, right? Who heard a word from the Lord and they wrote this infallible scripture that, that we know is 100% true. When we say prophet is a spiritual gift, it, it means someone who is uniquely gifted to hear through the Holy Spirit from the Lord a word that's appropriate for God's people at this time. And, and it doesn't mean we take that word equal to scripture, it doesn't mean we, would, we don't question it if there's something that seems to go against Scripture. It just means, man, the Lord continues to speak through us. And he speaks through us and through, through certain people uniquely too. And, and then there's evangelists. Like all of these, this is something we're all called to, to share the gospel with others. But there's those who are, man, they're just gifted to, to, to walk as evangelists and share the gospel with others. And it, it just seems like people just come flocking and responding in ways that it doesn't happen necessarily for all of us because there's, there's a certain grace that Christ equipped these people with. And, and shepherds. Shepherds, these, these are those who are compassionate, who have a heart for God's people to care, to guide, to guard God's people. 
They're compassionate. When I, when I think of compassion, we can look at Pastor Mark as someone who walks in compassion. When you look across the leadership of Grace Fellowship, he's somebody who walks in compassion and, and communicates and shares the heart of God, has the heart of God for you all and for others. And then there's, there's teaching. Those who uh, are uniquely equipped to, to, to share the word of God and have a passion to share the word of God that grounds us in scripture and that, that would call us to hire through the word of God. And so these five gifts function together, not because just those in leadership have them, but because you look across the body of Christ and, and the grace has been given to many of us. So I wonder what, what gift Christ might have given you because it's not just a leadership. See, this is hard for us to get because we all need to play a part. That's how the body of Christ, it says, is built up. What does that mean? That means that what is, supply, what is lacking in the body of Christ is supplied as we all walk in our giftings. What's broken in the body of Christ is fixed as we all walk in our giftings. And if we're not all walking in our giftings, it, it doesn't happen. The, the body of Christ isn't Build up. God can still use us all, but he invites us to walk in a fuller way. And this is hard for us to get because we, we, we're used to coming to church and seeing a few up on stage and they just function in their giftings and we're all here to receive, right? I mean, that's kind of how we view church nowadays. It's something that we come and consume. And this, this is easy and this is natural to us because we're consumers, aren't we? Like, we, we just love to consume. I don't know about you, I love to consume. We just went through the holidays. I... I love to sit down and eat. Y'all love to sit down and eat? We, we just show up to the table and sit down and eat, and we do a whole lot of the, at the holidays. I, I go to my in-laws, and I sit down and eat. And I have my family come and visit, and we sit down and eat. Then we clean up from dinner, and then we get out dessert, and then we sit down and eat, right? And we just love to sit down and eat because that comes naturally, and it's good, and it's consuming, and it's not, not bad. We need fed, but I, I heard a preacher say one time, like, we can treat our spiritual lives the same way. Where we're wired to just sit down and eat. What'd you do to this? I, I went down. Man, I went to church today and I sat down and ate. Just received what I got, I got fed. And what are you going to do next Sunday? I'm going to show up and I'm going to sit down and eat. And I'm going to go to a Bible study midweek and I'm going to sit down and eat. And I'm going to go to house church and I'm going to sit down and eat. And go to another ministry and I'm going to sit down and eat and, 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 and receive. And that's not a bad thing. We need fed. And yet, do you know God has more for us? That's why. Paul says, walk worthy of the calling because God's will for us is not that just that we sit down and eat, but that we get up and walk. That we're not just consumers, but we're contributors to the body of Christ. Uh, do, you, do you show up here ready to contribute? Do you show up here ready to contribute on a Sunday morning? I know how easy it is to just walk in here and just, just receive. That's good. We're glad you're here. We pray that anything that, that we say, that, that we sing, that we worship might be useful, that for you to receive, but do you come prepared to contribute? We have, we have a team of people out there, First Impressions team, that come and welcome people. And they, they say hi, and they make sure, they, they keep an eye out for people who might be new and welcome them. Do you know that the First Impressions team isn't just limited, limited to them, though? That's all of us. Do you know all of us who call Grace Fellowship our home? Are, we're, we're part of the greeting team. We're, we're called to contribute. Do you, do you show up with eyes out for the person who might be new? Do you show up not just waiting for somebody to talk to you, but to reach out to somebody else? Do you show up to contribute? Do you show up to contribute in worship? You know, I know uh, we get people who play guitar and sing on stage, and Leah did it beautifully this morning, but do you know, they're not up here just for us to watch. Worship is something we do together. 
Oh, he's talking about raising hands. I'm not talking about raising hands. You don't want to raise your hands? Don't raise your hands. I, I, I'm asking, are you worshiping in your heart and spirit, spirit and truth? Are you contributing? Did you come to participate or did you just come to watch? It, when we come and receive the word, did you come to listen some, to some guy talk on stage? Or, or to actively listen to what God might be saying through his word, not because I have anything great to say, but because he does. And he's going to work through my brokenness and others' brokenness anyway. Do, do you come to participate? It's, it's why we've been moving the way we have in Sunday services. We've had services where we bring out a mic and invite you all to sh sh share a story, share what God might be saying to you. We're, we're going to continue moving in that way at times. But th there's also a limit to what we can do on a Sunday morning, right? I mean, we, we can in a room this size and a group this size hear each other's hearts. And so that's, that's why we're moving in other ways too. That's why we're moving towards confessional communities. You've heard a little bit about those in the in the past few weeks that that's coming and you're going to hear more in, in coming weeks. Everyday discipleship is something that we want to move towards because we feel called by the Lord to move towards 100% participation. Where's an atmosphere where there's not somebody who, who's coming to download information to somebody else and, and where people don't just come to receive but people come to participate where we get in a room in a safe place and share together just, just be honest about the true state of our souls. And share together, like, this is, this is what Jesus is doing in me. This is what I long for Jesus in, to do in me. But why? Because as we listen to the Lord through each other together, we experience the fullness of Christ. And, and so that's why, starting next week, we're going to be hearing some more over the next few weeks about confessional communities and everyday discipleship. The, the elders have released Pastor Jeff over the last few months to, to forge ahead and to break some new ground in this, and there's about 80, 90 of you who've joined and taken the confessional leadership training, and a lot of you are continuing in these groups. And there's going to be an invitation now body-wide to, to understand how God would be calling all of us to participate in our own discipleship, to be a body together. And, and the question is, will you, will you participate? Are, are you ready to jump in and, and experience the fullness of Christ as we walk together? This is what he has for us coming up. That as we walk together, we'll grow in maturity and in knowledge of the Son of God and in, in, in faith. That's what it says. And, and, you know, we as leadership have been walking ahead in, in a lot of these things that I'm sharing today. We've walked ahead in presence-based leadership. We've experienced that in new ways of walking ahead, of, of not only listening to the Lord together, seeking for him to be our head, but, but also participating together to allow the Spirit to use our giftings together. And, and so we're walking in a new season as leadership of Grace Fellowship Church. I want to share a little bit about what that, what that means. You know, a, a lot of you are aware that Pastor Jeff went on sabbatical in the first half of 2021, and he came back, and by the grace of God, you know, we, we give sabbaticals to pastors every seven years. It had been about 10 since Pastor Jeff's last one. And, and, and the purpose of sabbatical is not just rest, but to, to rejuvenate and to get apart and hear from the Lord personally and on behalf of the whole. Personally and on behalf of the whole. And, and as Jeff returned from sabbatical, we got to see and celebrate that that happened. You can go back. He, he preached a message back in August. You can go back and listen to that if you want to hear more about that sabbatical journey. But what that that led to was this place of, he, he returned with a fresh calling of God on his life. That he was still called to Grace Fellowship Church and, and that he was called to confessional community. 
And as we navigated that, we began to ask questions about what this meant as, as leadership overall because what God had done in the past six months during that sabbatical was Pastor Mark and, Pastor, and myself, Pastor Mark and myself had been stepped up in our leadership. And we had been a, associate pastor. Pastor Mark was associate pastor. I was executive pastor and those are kind of corporate titles, right? Not, not really ministry. They didn't really speak to what we did anymore. But we raised in our level of leadership and there, was, there seemed to be some indication, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna move forward in this, but we don't know if the mantle of leadership, the full mantle of leadership had passed from Pastor Jeff to one of us, Mark and myself, or both of us together. And we began to ask questions about how the Lord had postured us together. And we began to see, like looking at the giftings that I, I talked about, how our gifts would function together. Pastor Jeff with an apostolic gifting. Other giftings too, but a primary apostolic gifting. Pastor Mark with a primary shepherding gifting. And other giftings too. Myself with a primary teaching gifting, but, but other giftings too. How would we walk together in that? And, and so we prayed and we met and we wrestled for the past four or five months and we took it to the elder room and we invited our overseers into it and we, we sought the Lord and surrendered and submitted and wrestled together. And, and as we began to plan together and ask these questions, we began to plan for 2022 and all that's coming this year, and we began to see our giftings function more and more together. And we realized, you know, we've walked in team at the elder level. We've led in team in so many levels of Grace Fellowship Church. We also have the senior leadership team that is in charge of the staff here at Grace Fellowship Church. We lead in team in so many areas, and we felt the Lord leading us to a time where it was more visible that we led in team in the pastoral area. And, and so we feel that the Lord has postured us for a season where Pastor Jeff, Pastor Mark, and myself walk in unity together as lead pastors of Grace Fellowship Church, as a, lead, as a team of lead pastors. And, and so where we once had one lead pastor, there's a, there's a sense in which we now have three functioning together in our giftings. Uh, Jeff, in a lot of ways, bringing vision uh, Mark bringing shepherding as we function together, myself bringing teaching, and we're not limited to that, but that's how we function in our ways together. And the, the intention as we walk in this is that we would uh, be stronger, not to borrow a phrase from the culture, but that we would be stronger together. Right? Scripture says a, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. One of the elders brought that up as we talked about this, that it would actually strengthen our leadership, not weaken it. As, and that we would walk together in leadership of Grace Fellowship Church uh, under the submission to the elder team overall. And, and so as we walk forward in this, our hope is that as we see our giftings function together, they'll, they'll continue to flir flourish and we'll begin to get a taste of the fullness of Christ as we walk this together. That brings us back to where we started until we all reach unity. Unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You know what Jesus has been doing in us as we've, had, as, as we've wrestled about this? The three of us and the six of us, he's, he's been maturing us. And we don't have it down and we're not done and we're not perfect yet, but we're a little, little further along, a little more mature than we were. And that's our, that's our prayer for our, our body overall as we function through, as we go through this year in 2022. I want to give you a little glimpse of where we're going. So, so like I had mentioned, we had released Pastor Jeff to, to forge new ground uh, related to everyday discipleship, confessional communities. And so next week, he's going to be uh, leading us through, be, beginning a series on, on foundations of everyday discipleship, that we might learn how do we, we function together. Why? So that we have a unity in the faith. A unity in the faith, it says, right? That our confidence would be in one person, one person alone, Jesus Christ, 
We find that hopefully as we walk as leaders, like your confidence in the leadership of grace shouldn't be in Pastor Jeff or Pastor Mark or me. It should be in Jesus Christ and him alone. Unity of the faith. As we meet in confessional communities, you know what we're doing? We share our weakness and admit that he's our only strength. Our confidence builds in him alone. That's what we're doing. That we would come to unity in the faith. That's our hope. And, and, and you know, one other way we're gonna do this too is we're gonna have a gift for you next week for you as a family of grace. We've got a, a gift, a book coming for you. If you remember last year, we gifted you all with a journal of uh, a, a journaling through the book of John. We're not gonna do a, a scripture journal this year, but another book that's really gonna, the intention is to keep us on the same page every single day of the year, <laughs> that we would walk together. Whether you choose to be a com- in these confessional communities or not, that we would walk together in discipleship of, of Jesus Christ and have unified confidence in him day after day after day. And then, and it says until we reach unity, not just in faith and confidence, right, but in knowledge of the Son of God. That we would have a common knowledge of who Jesus is and what that means for all of us. And that's, that's why if you've been with us in 2021, we went through the journey in John, right? And we called that knowing Jesus, that so we might know the Son of God better. How he's rescued us and saved us and continues to lead us and save us every single day. Save us from ourselves. And, and we're going to continue that this year, too. So we're going to go on another journey together. And, and last year was the journey of the Gospel of John. And by the, before the end of January, we're going to be starting in a journey through the go- through not the Gospel. It is the Gospel, but <laughs> a journey through the book of Genesis. A, a journey through the book where God starts his story among his people. And you look back at Genesis and you look at the problems that are our world right now, you see the source of all of it back there. And you look at the goodness and the way that God works in our lives and you see the source of it and, and the way he works all, all starting back in Genesis. And as we walk through, as we journey through Genesis together, our hope is we, that we see together the story that God began and is continuing to write and the story he's inviting us into in all of our lives. This is, this is the hope that we would grow in unity and the knowledge of who the Son of God is and who God is himself while attaining to the measure of the fullness of Christ. And, and that as we walk this year, we would become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So here's my questions to leave you with. Are you walking, abiding moment to moment in him? Are you submitting to him in every area of your life? Do you, do you wake up laying your agenda, your plans, your attitudes down and submit to him? That's what we're doing imperfectly, but we're attempting to do as individuals and as the body of Christ together. Are you walking submitted to him? And how has Jesus Christ graced you? What gifting has he equipped you with that you would bring to the body of Christ? Do you know you're here in the expression of Grace Fellowship Church for a purpose. Not just to receive, but to contribute. To be an instrument of his grace to others, that the body of Christ may be built up. And, and let's pray that that would happen in 2022, that we would become a better us together. That's our hope and that's our prayer. And I invite you this week to be praying on behalf of all of us that that would happen as we journey through this year. Would you join me in prayer together? Lord God, we thank you that you are good. And as we look back over this last year, 
We can see hints of your faithfulness in our own lives and in the body together. And God, we we thank you that um, as we can sometimes get lost in our own agendas, in our own plans, in our own lives, that you have more for us. God, I think of the words that Paul used right before this passage. He, He declared that you are a God who is able to do more than we could ask or imagine. As we look at the year to come, we could imagine a whole lot. We can imagine a whole lot for our lives to be better, a whole lot for others' lives to be better, a whole lot of ways for us to be better as the body of Christ. But God, we stand alongside Paul and declare that you are a God who is able to do more than we ask or imagine. So, so God, we invite you to blow us away. We, we invite you to exceed our expectations and, and do more than even what we are asking for, more than even we want in our lives, that you would unite us in faith and knowledge of who you are, Jesus, that our confidence would not be in the world or the circumstances or the people around us, but in you, Jesus, that in that confidence we might walk in the abundant life you offer us and in love and joy and peace that you invite us to walk in, and, and Jesus, that, that we might be more and more your body, that, that those around us, might experience the heart and love of the Father in heaven as they see us walk as your body. Lead us, Lord Jesus. It's in your name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Family Grace, it's been an honor being with you this morning. If you need prayer or have questions, feel free to come up. Myself, Pastor Mark, and others will be here to pray with you. If not, go in his grace and happy new year. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this message. You can find more like it on our website under sermons. To keep up to date with our sermon series, hit the subscribe button in your podcast host and follow our social media pages. Just search for GFC Shrewsbury on the platform of your choice. If you're looking to connect with us further, then you can email us at connect at gfcshrewsbury.org. We will be back next week with another message. We hope to see you again soon.